the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Big Brother just might be watching you. My first guest today on the John Stoggerwald Show is Cheryl Atkinson. She has firsthand experience with the federal government hacking into her computers and her cell phones. She's an investigative reporter. She's host of a network TV show and an author with an amazing and scary story to tell. So let's get right to it. Cheryl, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So um, you host Sinclair's Full Measure every Sunday. You've won uh, multiple Emmys as an investigative reporter. You have two New York Times bestsellers. Uh, but I'm sorry, uh, I looked at your bio, and my first question has to be about your fourth-degree black belt in Taekwondo. <laughs> You're not someone to be messed with, I don't think. Yeah, I'd like to think if caught by surprise, I'd have a surprise moment where I'd be able to defend myself a little bit. Yeah, well, I think you would be. You, you, I wouldn't mess with you, I know that. So listen, you do have two best-selling books, one called Smear uh, about the media that was released more recently, and the other, Stonewall, which is about the federal government hacking your computer. So let's start with Stonewall, and it, it's a... Uh, scary and complicated and and um, long story, but I, I mean I don't even know where to begin. But what what tip, tipped you off that you were being hacked by the government? Well, remember this was before Edward Snowden, before we knew what the government did to Associated Press to secretly subpoena their records, before we knew they had uh, surveilled secretly the Fox News reporter James Rosen. So I didn't suspect anything, but I had two separate intel-related sources approach me and tell me kind of out of the blue that I was probably being monitored for the reporting that I was doing, which involved controversies during under the Obama administration, as I did under you know, the Bush administrations and previous ones. And I didn't know what they meant. I said, what do you mean being monitored? Now we're so used to hearing this, but at the time I'd never heard anything like it. They said, your computers, have you noticed anything strange? And indeed, my family and I had documented well over a year or two of anomalies in our house, on my work computer, home computer, Verizon Fios line, television, pretty much anything that involved Verizon. And we went from there with help of some Intel sources to have a forensics exam done of my computers and have the house looked at. And we were able to prove and show there was government software, software proprietary to a federal government Intel agency that had been monitoring my computers for quite some time with some very specific fingerprints left behind. You're talking um, electronic or digital fingerprints. Um, so, um, I mean, you say Intel sources. Why would someone come to you and, and tell you that? It was it somebody you knew inside the intelligence community that you had dealt with doing stories and they were doing you a favor? Yeah, I think I, I knew a couple people fairly casually. I wouldn't say I even knew these people. I, I came to know them better, but I didn't know them very well. And one of them said explicitly that two quotes actually from these guys who I don't think knew each other were very similar. They said something like the public would be stunned at the extent to which our government intel agencies are spying on Americans. And again, this is before we knew what they had been doing. We know a lot more now, but they both from the inside must have observed and been aware of certain things. And I subsequently was put in touch with another FBI related source um, who told me that, you know, there was a time he was stunned when he saw the forensics and he said, there was a time they never would have come close to a journalist, even with so-called incidental collection. They were just, he said, very careful, but that all of that had been changing. And this was, we're talking about the early 2000, 2010 time frame. Wow. Now, a part of, uh, was it, did you, uh, were you able to determine quickly which story they weren't too thrilled about having you investigate? Uh, was it Benghazi? Was it more than that? Well, it's tough. We'd have to ask them, but they were looking around at everything in my computer, as well as they accessed the CBS proprietary system through the computers. We know they looked at fast and furious related documents and photographs that I had. Um, we know that they looked at a whole bunch of different stuff. So it was over a long enough period of time, and there was a lot of reporting I had been doing, including some on Republican interests as well and corporate interests. So at first we couldn't be sure, but 
the, the continuing forensics by at least four different independent teams now believe it points to, you know, Obama officials or Obama concerns who are looking at some specific reporting in different phases, probably regarding fast and furious and the whistleblowers I was using inside the government, as well as the Benghazi reporting, which followed. So I'm just trying to picture the, the average person finding out, you know, later this afternoon that the federal government has been inside their computer, maybe inside their cell phones, inside their television for the last X number of months. You know, what was your just emotional reaction to that? It's an interesting question. As a reporter, you never really expect, even if you suspect something like that's happening, and these people told me it, you know, they suspected it had, I really didn't think someone was going to hand me what they called forensic proof. And so when that was given to me the first time, it was a sense of intrigue, I suppose. Um, yeah, I was mad about it, but I was really interested that I actually had proof in hand. And then CBS hired a special independent forensic person because my source couldn't come forward, and they confirmed it fairly quickly after the first source. And then I've had two separate independent forensics teams working on this as there's been more information we've been able to look at. So I would just say it's, it's very interesting to be able to have this kind of proof and information in hand, almost like a, I feel like a detective trying to help put together a puzzle. I, I'm th I'm just wondering, as an investigative reporter, if there might have been a little bit of satisfaction somewhere in there in having struck a nerve, because you, if they're doing that to you, you're obviously on to something. I would say I've been the target of concerted campaigns for many years that have become increasingly sophisticated to portray the reporting a certain way or to discredit the reporter or news outlet. This is very common. It's what I wrote about in the the smears become common and orchestrated, and that always tells you. I would say in my experience, it always tells me I'm very close to something important. So I find it motivational. You have to kind of think upside down of how you might normally think instead of being intimidated or scared off. I think to myself, wow, I'm getting close. You know, this is sort of corroboration of the things that I've, you know, that I've been told and that I'm poking around about. And how high do you think it went in, in, this, in this instance, uh, the one you talked about, the, the early one, back in 2010 or 12, whatever it was, they, you know, earlier, several years ago. Well, we are specifically suing um, officials, including former Attorney General Eric Holder and the former head of the Postal Service, because it's complicated, but the IP addresses for the government that were illegally accessing my computers came through the Postal Service, which works with the FBI in some instances. So... You know, we need discovery to get the names. I have some intelligence that has provided me names that I haven't used yet because these are just sources. I I need uh, facts that come from the government. Unfortunately, they've blocked every attempt to find that, and we're sort of in this conundrum where they hold the evidence that we need to prove who did it. They've shown no interest in themselves in finding out who committed this crime, which is pretty outrageous, even the Trump Justice Department, uh, just like the Holder Justice Department and are blocking and spending taxpayer money to try to not have to reveal this to the lawsuit that um, that I filed against the government. And where does the lawsuit stand right now? Well, last fall, finally got to court after about three, three and a half years, a lot of, you know, mach machinations with the government and constantly trying to dismiss and block. And the judge told the Department of Justice in November that the case was not going away, but then promptly dismissed it a couple of months ago. I was, I was surprised, but... You know, there's all kinds of legal reasons why it's very difficult to sue government officials. And we're filing an appeal probably tomorrow or in the next couple of days in the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals. I've hired a constitutional lawyer to help my legal team that's been helping me since 20, about 2014 on this. So we're continuing on as they use taxpayer money to try to kind of drive me into the ground and obfuscate and delay. Um, and I'm just wondering... Uh how much support, sympathy have you gotten from your maybe not so conservative uh, colleagues in the media on this? I, I would say the closest thing I've gotten from most of them is silence, even from groups that should be advocating for, you know, press freedoms and so on. I think they don't quite know what to do with it because it happened under the Obama administration. That made them a bit uncomfortable, even though they had, you know, filed objections to Obama actions against reporters during the time period, but they didn't really want to get out up front on this issue. Um, the issue was also fairly successfully controversialized for a short period of time where there was a propaganda effort to make it sound like this intrusion never happened. So maybe some of them 
who didn't know the facts thought, oh, I don't know if this is real. Um, but there's just been very little, very little interest and no support from the people that you would expect might be standing up for press freedom or might be outraged that something like this happened. It's, it's hard to explain. It's hard for me to understand because when I worked at CBS, if my colleague had been found by our CBS forensics experts to have been infiltrated, including our system, my first question would be, well, do they get my stuff too? Yeah. You know, as a reporter, yeah. nobody spoke to me about it. Nobody asked our, our specialists. Uh, at CBS, including the uh, former NSA person that we had hired from the National Security Agency to help with our computers, uh, showed total lack of interest once our forensics team concluded that they had been in the CBS computer system. I thought that would be very serious. Nobody interviewed me about it. The FBI, I only know from a Freedom of Information Act request and a lawsuit, opened a case with me as a victim about my computer intrusion, but never told me Never talked to me about it, never interviewed me, never asked any questions. They they privately talked to CBS, but won't tell me who they talked to. So the whole thing has just been sort of you feel like you're in this strange place where nobody really wants to talk about it, and they all know something happened, but for some reason they don't really want to touch it. Wow. We're talking to Cheryl Atkinson. She is the host. Uh, you can see the show on Sinclair Network's uh, it's Full Measure every Sunday. It's on uh, in Pittsburgh on Sundays at 10 o'clock on Fox 53. Um, she's also written a couple of books, and we're talking to her right now about a book called Stonewall, which is about her uh, computer having been hacked by the federal government. Now, if if I were to run into Eric Holder right now and say, Eric, what about uh, Cheryl Atkinson's computer? You know anything about that? Would he say, I don't know what you're talking about? I mean, I, this, do they are they just denying it? Just uh, We don't know. This is ridiculous. How dare you suggest that anything like this could happen? I mean, what's out there? What's coming from the other direction? I suspect he would claim he didn't know or didn't know much, which I I, I think he has to know about the case because he was named in it, so he would have been consulted and yeah. you know talked to by the Department of Justice attorneys. Um, but they have not claimed in their papers from what I've seen, although I've, I'm sure I haven't read every objection they filed, they haven't claimed that nothing happened or that they didn't do it. They simply claimed, you know, my case cannot be filed because government officials are indemnified from certain kinds of lawsuits, which is true. Um, they're claiming, you know, all kinds of different things, but they have not publicly said to me that, gee, we're innocent or even better, what they should be saying. We clearly see from the forensics, from multiple forensics reports, something happened, you know, with help of government actors. We'll try to find out who did it. They have no interest in that, and that's the part that's really hard to figure out. Wow. Uh, well, let's just say, for example, if uh, Soledad O'Brien had um, had come would, would come forward tonight and say that she believes that someone in the Trump administration might have been hacking into her computer, do you think it might get a little bit more coverage than you're getting? Or even if I had been hacked, you know, while the Trump administration was oh, right, their true. own attorney general there. And, yeah. you know... CBS News issued a press release publicly that confirmed this had happened based on the forensics. So um, it's not just me coming out and saying something crazy or wildly unsupported. This is, you know, irrefutable in terms of the, as you said, digital uh, fingerprints. But, yes, I think there would be quite the hullabaloo if other reporters said that that had happened to them or could prove these forensics in today's circumstances, for sure. I want to get to your book, uh, Smear, in just a second, but I want to ask you one other quick question about uh, some some of the stuff related to the computer hacking. Your coverage of Benghazi got their their attention. Is that story still just sitting out there as a as a major cover up? Is it ever going to be investigated? Well, I think we found out a lot. It was just not well reported. The narratives were carried forth that said, "Oh, this is you know, yes, they acknowledged that security wasn't good, and yes, in the end, we all know it was a terrorist attack." But it was sort of this drip, drip of the information that came out, so it never looked like as big of a scandal as I really think it was. And remember, I was helped with sources. You know, most of them were Democrats inside the Obama administration, but it was successfully portrayed as a narrative that was set forth by conservative Republicans so that people would, you know, think that this was all a political fight. Right. And in the end, even, you know, members of Congress, Republican members of Congress, were in on, in my view, to understand how the committees work, were in on trying to make it look as though the interests who support them and where they get money from, from the contractors, the intelligence community, the military, they wanted to make it look like they didn't do anything wrong. So they issued these individual reports that kind of made it seem that way. 
And yet, if you read the actual testimony that was released from behind closed doors, they acknowledged what I reported early on, that there were multiple ways that rescue attempts could have been made uh, for those poor guys that were left to die in Benghazi. But there were many decisions and reasons why they didn't make them. Now, if you ask people today, a lot of people say, oh, they just proved that. Well, no, that's, that's in black and white and was thoroughly proven. But again, there's been such a strong narrative because I think that was so potentially damaging. There was a strong, there's been a strong prevailing narrative that says none of that happened. I think we've gotten about as much as we are going to get on all of that, especially because, you know, today's prevailing Republican Party in Congress, assuming that they would come in and maybe dig up some additional material, were not successful in doing so. And I maybe didn't even have the will in some cases. And even the Trump administration and the Trump White House which had been appealed to by the Republican-led Oversight Committee once he came into office, reportedly was not any more helpful in turning over some long, long-withheld long documents and, and other materials. So I feel like we kind of are stuck in a place where, where we're going to stay. So how do you feel about the what some people consider the paranoia that, that uh, mostly conservatives, I guess, seem to have, at least at this point, of the deep state? Do you think that the suspicions of the deep state and 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 all the nefarious um things that are maybe attributed to them are you buying any of that or is this is what happened to you make you more likely to believe that well i never called it that but since i've worked in dc for over 23 years i long ago termed something i called the persistent bureaucracy which kind of gets at the same thing which is i noticed these mid-level bureaucrats and certain power brokers whose names we don't know often don't change that much from administration to administration. So when President Obama comes in and says, I'm going to loosen up the freedom of information process and make things better, I think he really meant it. And reporters were very excited about that. But nothing changed. In fact, it got worse for reasons of this persistent bureaucracy. So to that extent, yes, I think that exists. And then as far as the deep state, when you hear people like, I've come to believe, that sounded silly to me at first, but I've come to believe a lot of that does come into play, when you hear people like Clapper and Brennan, these intelligence agency longstanding people who have worked for Democrats and Republicans in some cases and say I'm nonpartisan, well, in a way, that's true. They are nonpartisan. They're those persistent bureaucrats who hold power and hold sway over what funnels up to the president and what gets down at lower levels. Um, there is a huge bureaucracy that exists that's like that that I do believe is a big factor with Trump simply because he's outside both the Democrat and Republican establishment. So, yeah, it's not partisan. It's a matter of him being an outsider that they're all against, more or less. And we'll be back with more with Cheryl Atkinson right after this. Stick around. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA, there are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial Plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Don't pay double for your next home improvement project. Many companies are simply asking too much for windows, siding, and doors. You need at least three estimates. Just make sure Windows R Us is one of them. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofing, siding, doors, gutters, even shutters and downspouts. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward menu-style pricing, and the absolute fastest turnaround in the business. 
Windows R Us offers multiple financing options and will match any competitor's price. No hidden costs or final invoice surprises ever. And their no loophole full lifetime warranty covers everything, including labor and glass breakage at no additional charge. Mention AM1250 and get an exclusive 10% discount for listeners of this station only. Why pay double? Before you buy, visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. They're more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. It either is or it isn't. When it comes down to it, that's all that really matters when choosing a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. It's either certified by Mercedes-Benz factory trained technicians or it isn't. It's either backed by an unlimited mileage warranty for up to five years or it isn't. It's absolute confidence in 30,000 precision parts or it isn't. The Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned sales event now through August 31st only at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. Come in today and take advantage of first month's payment credit and special financing offers available through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. There are those who settle for nothing less. For them, the choice is simple. It's either up to Mercedes-Benz standards or it isn't. It's flawlessly maintained or it isn't. It's either Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned or it isn't. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on first month's payment credit and certified pre-owned warranties. The one thing I loved about working with him, we got to pray with our patients. And I could do that without feeling like I was going to get in trouble. At the medicine shops in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb continues the legacy of pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. And many people, you cannot cure them or make them truly get well if they have something down deep that they haven't ever addressed. Stress affects your whole body. Like when I get stressed, I have between my shoulder blades, my muscles get tight. Some people, it's GI. Some people, it can be a rash. Some people people, their immune system is down. So we address that too. But you have to address the root causing that stress for them to truly heal. One of the things I'm very humbled by is that many of the people that Joe and I saw together, they're still coming to see me. And I just really appreciate that. And I'm going to try to have the same empathy and love and caring that he had. I just love it. It's my dream job. It's what I've always wanted to do. Every day is different because not everybody's the same. Call for a consultation today. 888-865-9595. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. We're finishing up here with, <clears throat> excuse me, with Cheryl Atkinson, um, who's written uh, a couple of books, uh, New York Times bestsellers. I want to talk to you quickly about... Uh, your book called Smear, How Shady Political Operatives and Fake News Control What You See, What You Think, and How You Vote. We we could uh, spend an hour just on this, but can you give me the short version of how they do it? You just descri- I just described in the title of your book. Well, there are, there's a whole billion-dollar industry that has grown up quietly of PR firms, think tanks, blogs, nonprofits, political action committees, LLCs all for the purpose of manipulating what information you get online, on social media, and in the news. They've become very good at it through tactics that I described that have been going on for years. And they include trying to discredit a reporter who's looking into a damaging story. It includes literally infiltrating, but with our permission, news media with political operatives and trained people who have literally been trained how to do this, how to kind of get inside the news organization and impact narratives, uh, we've seen these officials hired not just as writers and producers, but even as on-air people and analysts where they're shaping the narratives for us and making sure they use sometimes with very shady tactics like publishing letters to the editor and major national publications that are actually written by somebody else um, who's paid for the use of their name but to influence public opinion in a hidden way. Uh, they're paid to publish comments on the Federal Register for or against certain proposals to make it look like they're ordinary people. They have fake robotic accounts maintained by actors on social media to start movements uh, through these surreptitious methods. And uh, it's very interesting and very complex. Very, uh, well, it's a little scary, too. Hey, uh, the name of the book is Smear, How Shady Political Operatives and Fake News Control What You See, What You Think, and What You Vote. I I really appreciate you being on. I could go on and on with you, but we're out of time. Uh, I hope that your lawsuit uh, goes on, and I hope you nail these people. And uh, good luck with your book, and uh, I hope people watch you on full measure every Sunday here on Fox 53 at 10 o'clock. Thanks a lot, Cheryl. All right, thanks for having me. Okay, Cheryl Atkinson, we'll be back. 
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump has paid tribute to federal immigration officials, drawing a contrast with some Democratic lawmakers. White House correspondent Greg Clugston reports. The president hosted a White House ceremony to honor employees of the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement and the Customs and Border Protection. We love you. We support you. We will always have your back, and I think you know that. The president denounced some Democrats who want to abolish ICE, calling those lawmakers open border radicals. Greg Clugston, the White House. Afghan forces rescued nearly 150 people Monday, including women and children, hours after the Taliban ambushed a convoy of buses and abducted them. The quick response marked a rare if limited battlefield success for the troops after weeks of unrelenting insurgent attacks. On Wall Street, the Dow by 89 points, the Nasdaq rose three. This is SRN News. When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. Thought about your liver lately? Well, how are you feeling? A little rundown, sluggish? Couldn't be those impurities in your system. It's time to focus on your liver. It's your body's main filter. Keep it clean from impurities in your diet and environment with Liverite LiverAid. Liverite is the all-natural dietary supplement that aids and supports liver function. Take it daily for better energy, better quality of life. You'll find Liverite in the vitamin section of Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, or go to liverite.com. Larry Elder still doesn't see any evidence of Trump helping the Russians. He's arming the Ukrainians, something that the Obama administration didn't do. Some 200 Russian soldiers have been killed in Syria. He criticized the pipeline to be built from uh, Russia to Germany on the ground that it will increase Germany's dependence on Russia for about 75% or so of its natural gas. Please explain to me how it is that the president has hurt our country and improved Russia. The Larry Elder Show, now on weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9, on AM 1250, The Answer. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's a beautiful country out there. Discover it all in a new RV from Camping World, America's number one RV dealer. At your local Camping World, you'll find over 350 new RVs in stock, an ever-changing selection from America's top brands, including favorites like Coleman and Mallard of every class and size, all at wholesale prices. Say hello to a whole new world. Visit CampingWorldOfPittsburgh.com. Of 28 major metropolitan areas, only one U.S. mass transit agency, New York's, had higher total operating expenses per revenue hour for buses than the Port Authority of Allegheny County. As a recent study by the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy recently noted, bus service is inexcusably costly and imposes far too heavily on taxpayers and turnpike users. Learn more about the Port Authority's outrageous cost structure at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional thinking has been challenged since 1995. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But AM 1250 The Answer and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Seeing some heavy delays southbound 579 from 28 to Forbes Avenue and the Parkway West seeing some delays as well. Now, if you're headed outbound, there's an accident at Robinson Town Center Boulevard. It's off to the shoulder, but it is causing a jam up back to Steubenville Pike. Also on the inbound side of the Parkway West, it's heavy green tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Parkway East slow outbound from Bates Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and inbound from Edgewood Avenue overpass to Beachwood Boulevard. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather.
Mostly cloudy and humid tonight as a cold front approaches with a couple of late night showers and a low of 67. Mostly cloudy and muggy tomorrow. A couple of showers in the morning, then thunderstorms in the afternoon and early tomorrow evening, and they can be severe with damaging winds and flash flooding. A high of 78 tomorrow. Mostly cloudy and humid later tomorrow night with a shower or two around and a low of 65. Then variably cloudy, breezy and cooler Wednesday with a shower or two, a high of 72. I'm meteorologist Steve Travis on AM 1250, The Answer. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. The NFL regular season opens in three weeks, and the league and the players' union still haven't figured out what to do about the national anthem. And there were more protests in the second week of exhibition games, some kneeling, some fist-raising. Burgess Owens played in the NFL a long time ago. He's almost as old as I am, and he's black. But if he were playing today, he would be standing for the national anthem. The reason I know this is that he's written a book called Why I Stand, From Freedom to the Killing Fields of Socialism. He's with us now. Thanks for being here, Burgess. John, my pleasure. Looking forward to chatting with you, my friend. And you're right, I would stand proudly. Yes, yeah, so I was just going to say, I hope I wasn't being presumptuous when I said that. So I wasn't? <laughs> no, you're spot on. I came, I came from a generation thinking that it's a part of uh, not only respect for ourselves, our family, our country, but our flag and everything else. So I'm, I'm thankful I grew up in that era, and uh, we need to get it back for sure. Yeah, you also wrote a book called Liberalism, or How to Turn Good Men into Whiners, Weenies, and Wimps. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, that sounds like a book okay. right up my alley. But uh, was it was it the anthem protests that got you to writing this this uh, the, the book, uh, uh, Why I Stand? Yeah, that, that actually uh, got me to think about the second, the second book. Uh, because, and, and it was interesting, John, because I predicted before this even started that this is where we'd be. Uh, I think Americans need to understand that we're not, we're no longer talking about the, the old days of the NFL with Al Davis and Pete Rozelle and all those great, not only owners, but uh, coaches and players who believed in American way because they grew up in that World War uh, II period. We're now, we're not dealing with a different breed of people. These are leftist globalists. And, and uh, what leftist globalists do very simply is they use, abuse, and discard. They have a plan for a global stretch. They want to be the next uh, soccer league out there with, in 200 different countries around the world, and they don't mind demeaning the American flag, the American way, and, and our country uh, to, to make sure that they can be more attractive to other countries. So uh, it, it, it's interesting. And this is some real quick numbers by you. The, the, the commissioner, after two years of making a mess of this thing, got a... Got a uh, uh, a contract last year for $40 million. Of that, only $4 million was guaranteed. The other 90% was based on, on extended growth, growth incentives. Now, understand our country, uh, this league has gone down from $13 billion in revenue to, to less than 20% of that two years later. And yet, they also project internationally, global, with these organizations throughout the, the world, a revenue of $25 billion in savings. So, they're, they're, his, his incentive is based on growth, and the only growth you're going to have is outside the country, which means American fans get used to being used and abused and discarded. Uh, kind of elaborate on that a little bit because um, that's not something I've heard before. I, I, I just, uh, I guess it's kind of stereotyping. I'm guilty of on my part. I, I think you know, mostly white, rich owners. They're they're probably conservative and mostly Republicans, and they would be um, very much. I don't know into the American capitalist system, and and would not be would not be leaning toward global, globalism. You're, you're, what's happening, if you're still thinking of Al Davis, people there, those the capitalists or the free market people who, who begin the league and they put everything around it based on the Americanism, the, the, the concept of what our country's about. No, we're talking about a different group. We're talking about Democrats. We're talking about leftists. We're talking about people that use their players as pawns. Uh, they signed it, just to give an idea how these guys operate, they signed a contract last year. I don't know if you guys remember. They did a $90 million um, uh, donation to uh, uh, social justice last year with the, with the Players Coalition. Right. Well, if you, if you understand what happened there, $50 million of that went to players, the Player Coalition, in which the players have no rights, no control. The, the, this coalition is controlled by seven, seven, uh, well, seven uh, owners, and two and, and, and five uh, uh, players. So that's the vote. So they can choose to 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 use that money or not use money any way they want to. Twenty million of that went to an organization that's, that's run by Van Jones, uh, once a once avowed communist. He's a Democrat. And, and if you notice that nothing's being said about this 
donation of money anymore. They've made all this money, pushed it out into this over into this uh, into this uh, uh, into this process of going through, and no one is now no one's talking about where it is and what's happening and how is it helping out the people it's supposed to help out. This is the way these people think, and this is uh, you have to understand who they are. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, I never really thought of it this way, um, but I was very disappointed in Dan Rooney when he at not only supported but actively campaigned for Barack Obama back in 08 and um his his son uh, uh campaigned for Hillary Clinton uh in 2012 uh, in 2016 and 2012 Dan Rooney was by that time he was ambassador to Ireland and I could see maybe he wanted to be ambassador to Ireland so I can understand his supporting a guy but you know Dan Rooney uh a devout a Catholic who I think was still going to Mass every day. He ended up supporting the, a guy who's a, one of the most um, pro-abortion yeah, politicians in the history of America. So that kind of that, – right. that, I always thought that was strange. <laughs> but I but when you start saying that they're, they're leaning in that direction, you know, Dan Rooney would be the last guy I would have thought would have been a liberal Democrat. Well, Dan Rooney, I mean, you look at the guy who's overseeing 49ers, you look at the, the commissioner, uh, commissioner's a Democrat, and, and this whole thing started when uh, when uh, uh, the Democrats are trying to get Hillary Clinton in office. And, of course, it, it, it always helps the Democrats when blacks are rioting and, and demonstrating and fighting in the streets because it gets their base out. And that's when, of course, uh, Kaepernick was allowed to, to kneel because he was in, in inciting the, the idea that the blacks were being targeted, uh, this is a racist country, and, and so of course that that is. If you understand again what their process is and how they think, they're not only globalists, which is bad enough. The globalists put their props above patriotism, but they're leftists, which means they don't mind with that board they're bringing in to bring in socialism, Marxism, atheism. That's that's who these people are today. So we have to continue to stay to, to really stay on top of this as a, as a country. The book I put together, uh, why I stand, goes into this in detail. It goes through the numbers. It goes through the international. Uh, uh, teams that they're uh, putting in place. But most importantly, it talks about this I- the ideology of Marxism and socialism, how, heart- how heartless it is, and how they use anything they can. Right now, these young, pe- these young men standing on the sidelines who have never been taught, they have never pledged a flag in the community, they've never said a prayer. Seven percent of them don't have a father. They have no clue about respect. And so you have these, these, uh, these owners use these guys whose careers are only going to last for three or four years. And they don't mind putting them out there, making sure the fans hate them. They get fired, they move away, and NFL continues moving on and acting like they are, they're such a great, great group of people. So they use abuse and, and they discard. Keep that in mind as you, as you look at these guys, what they do. Uh, I hope Americans wake up and we uh, uh, put an end to not watching them as fast as we can so they're hurting their pocketbooks and maybe fire this commissioner. Wow, we're talking to Burgess Owens. He's the uh, former NFL player, number 13 pick in the draft back in 1973, actually. And he's written a book, Why I Stand, From Freedom to the Killing Fields of Socialism. Burgess, you were a kid in the mid-60s when the Civil Rights Act was passed, uh, living in the South. I think you grew up in Florida, if I'm not mistaken. So what, in your experience, led you to your conservative beliefs? What a great question. I, I what It was interesting because the black... Uh, the community has always been, at its base, conservative. Even though we've been trained, taught to to, to vote for Democrats, we thought they were they were for us. The, the black community back in the forties and fifties and sixties, keep this in mind, because we believe in capitalism, we believe in patriotism, we believe in the family unit. We led our country in terms of the growth of, of our middle class. We led our country in terms of men committed to marriage and to education. We led our country in terms of the percentage of, of entrepreneurs, forty percent. We're now down to three point eight percent. So I grew up in a time when I was very, very proud of who we were, and just like uh, the, 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 the cultures today that are proud of who they are and they move forward like the, the, the Asian communities, we were that community that was truly competitive until the leftists came in and it flipped us and it started getting us to thinking that uh, government is our answer, that we, that we weren't able to, uh, to make things happen, that we were a hapless race that did nothing since the, since the Civil War and unfortunately brought on to it. And, and what we need to do is, is recognize our history, all of us, black and white, how, what, how much we've done together Recognize that the way the leftists work is to make sure they um, do not educate our kids. 75% of black boys in the state of California, as of last year, did not pass standard reading, reading and writing tests. That is what they do. So once we are dumb and ignorant, 
they then control the way we think through our music and entertainment and get out get ourselves uh, moving so we're not thinking anymore. So un- this is this is a fight we're into, John. It's a fight out your dear Christian values against atheism, socialism, and Marxism. It's a fight we need to win, but we need to be aware of who, who our enemy is. And it's not each other. It's, it's an ideology. Well, I've, I've had uh, a couple of uh, shows here where I've talked a lot about college football and what's happening at the college level where kids, you know, you had kids at North Carolina, which was once considered a tremendous academic institution, and you had black kids there who uh, literally, literally were illiterate um, and yeah. were given college scholarships. So that's kind of what you're talking about, that, that – um, it's go- and, it, they and and at the college level they're exploited and then they are somehow managed to survive two or three years of college so that they can then go to the NFL and you say they're being exploited again. Yes, well, uh, and there's something that that our founders understood at the very beginning. Thomas Jefferson, ignorance and free can never be. We can never as a country survive if we're ignorant. I mean, that's our, our strength. Our strength is being able to have intelligent conversations to debate each other. We have respect because of who we are as Americans. And, yes, they are dumbing our kids down. They're passing them through, and then they throw them out at the very end as trash. Uh, when you cannot read and write, you're not hopeful, you're not helpful, you're not productive. You end up going through jail, you end up blaming everybody else, and you become a very angry American. And that's what they're producing. The leftists are producing on purpose. So we need to fight for each other, fight for education. And those who, who vote for no choice of school choices know they're, in, they're against our kids, they're against our country. And uh, uh, and that's the, I guess the blessing of Obama because so progressive, so so in your face, liberal, uh, socialist that we now understand how it looks, and it's a very ugly thing. We don't want it anymore, so we move in a different direction. Now, as a black guy, um, this is not something. That, what you've been saying here in the last few minutes is not something that's all that popular among, uh, at least if you <laughs> if you believe what you see in the media. Among uh, black people in America, I mean, they vote for uh, they voted for Democrats in what ninety percent. Um, so, uh, I mean, what what's been what's been the reaction of your friends and especially maybe guys that you played football with uh, to your views? Well, it, it, it really what what the thing that I was, I was raised in a time when we don't care about what people think, we care about our country, our family, and moving forward out without my race. And the, the good thing today, because of Donald Trump, because he's an in your face capitalist. Free market. He's about results. Fifteen percent of Black Americans were were pulling for the, the candidate Trump. Thirty percent now are pulling for um, uh, President Trump. You wonder why they're so avid, they're so crazy about the, the bringing illegals here. Use abuse and discard. They realize that we don't. They cannot get in ninety percent of Black voters anymore. So they bring illegals in. They're trading us off, just like the NFL is trading off of the American fan for uh, for foreign fans. They're trading us off because they need the power. And they are no longer going to have that base. That base is wising up. We're talking. We're educating ourselves. We're getting, we're getting hired in jobs. We're beginning our businesses. And so they have to bring in another dependent group. And that's what we need to fight to get that wall up and fight to, uh, to keep, to keep America based, based on American values, not illegal values. Well, I only have about a minute left here, Burgess. Where, where do you stand uh, on the cause that the players say is the reason for the protests? Uh, systematic oppression of blacks and police brutality. And also, do you think the players are well-informed on that? No, the players are not well-informed at all. Understand that uh, you have not, yeah, 60 people shot in, in Chicago just last week. There were police trying to protect those lives. These people do not care about black lives. If they did, they'd look at the truth. And the fact is, you're going to get a, a bad cop here and there, but to, to paint all uh, policemen that way is, 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 is not fair, it's not right. So, uh, you know, we just have to educate them, realize they're being used, and the, the more we can get in hire them and teach them to become capitalists, we'll win this fight because the, the elitists are using it and throwing them away. We're going we're gonna to get them back. That's our goal. Burgess, thanks for being on the show. Why I stand from freedom to the killing fields of socialism. Uh, keep up the good work, man. Thank you, John. We'll do this thing together. We win in the end. Thank All right. You, <laughs> All right. Thanks. That's Burgess Owens. We'll be right back.
one thing I loved about working with him. We got to pray with our patients, and I could do that without feeling like I was going to get in trouble. At the medicine shops in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb continues the legacy of pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. And many people, you cannot cure them or make them truly get well if they have something down deep that they haven't ever addressed. Stress affects your whole body. Like when I get stressed, I have between my shoulder blades, my muscles get tight. Some people, it's GI. Some people, it can be a rash. Some people, their immune system is down. So we address that too. But you have to address the root causing that stress for them to truly heal. One of the things I'm very humbled by is that many of the people that Joe and I saw together, they're still coming to see me. And I just really appreciate that. And I'm going to try to have the same empathy and love and caring that he had. I just love it. It's my dream job. It's what I've always wanted to do. Every day is different because not everybody's the same. Call for a consultation today. 888-865-9595. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body comforting orthopedic made locally at the original mattress factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The original mattress factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. Originalmattress.com Great beds, no bull. That is the Original Mattress Factory difference. Quality products plus factory direct prices equals great value. Mattresses that are designed with better materials. Mattresses that are hand-built in local factories. Mattresses that cost hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Now I know what you're thinking. This all sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it isn't. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. Bodhi Taney, author of the incredible best-selling Zion Chronicles and Zion Covenant series, returns to the setting of Israel in On the Mountain of the Lord. The first book in the new series, The Elijah Chronicles. In On the Mountain of the Lord, Taney teams up with Holy Land history expert Ray Bentley to give her dedicated historical fiction fans a thrilling story set in the world's most sacred and mysterious sites. Come along on a journey from London to the farthest corners of the world with Jack Garrison, a man who has lost his faith after a life-altering and devastating event. Jack is sent on a fact-finding mission in Israel and Palestine, where he's attacked by radical Islamic terrorists and is being tracked down by an enemy who wants to stop him from finding the truth that the Bible's prophecy about the nation of Israel and the world's future is true and unfolding before his eyes. Get your copy now of best-selling authors Bodhi Taney and Ray Bentley's incredible new adventure book, On the Mountain of the Lord. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-452-6990. That's 800-452-6990. 800-452-6990. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, good to have Burgess Owens on. I, I should tell you a little story. I knew Burgess Owens uh, 47, 48 years ago in 1970. Uh, a couple of friends and I, we decided that we got good lo- uh, numbers in the draft lottery, and we headed for Florida. I knew a kid who played uh, linebacker for University of Miami, uh, which is where Burgess went. And we hung around with him and, and spent a lot of time hanging around with the football team. And we used to go into the cafeteria, and they would sneak food to us from the training table. They got it for nothing. So we ate really well for nothing for weeks. And I met Burgess then. He would, I, I asked him, but I know he, he never would have remembered me. I was a little weasel that was hanging around. I mean, he didn't know who I was, but um, I do remember him. And he ended up being the 13th pick 
in the NFL draft. Pretty good player. And uh, it's too bad that more people, especially black people, don't listen to the kinds of things he's trying to say. Uh, they're shouted down. They're called uh, Uncle Toms. It's ridiculous. And, and, and the Democrats continue to get 90% of the, Demo- uh, of the black vote. Meanwhile, speaking of uh, Democrats, uh, there's the Reverend Al Sharpton. And any time that I ever see Al, I think of the line from the old comedian uh, Lenny Bruce, who said, never trust a minister who owns more than one suit. This is this is Al Sharpton talking about uh, talking about Donald Trump and tying it in with Aretha Franklin's death. He's barking like a dog. Choked. He choked like a dog. Choked like a dog. Choked like a dog. We've seen you employ people, expect unwavering loyalty, teach them tricks and give them treats for a job well done. Like oh. Six figures worth of hush money to silence an alleged affair, for example. But the moment they deviate from their good behavior and fail to fetch, you publicly condemn them on Twitter with animalistic slurs. Steve Bannon was, quote, dumped like a dog. You tweeted after he was fired. Sally Yates, you said she choked like a dog during her Senate testimony on the Russia investigation. And now Amorosa. That doesn't include all those outside your orbit you've hit with a canine cut down. Like when you referred to black NFL players as sons of, well, female dogs. But I think you might have learned a lesson this week. Sometimes the dog bites back with a book deal. And while we're talking about female canines, you know what they say about payback? It's a real, well, you, I'm sure you know the word I'm thinking of. So in the words of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. And the next time you get a black woman and a beagle confused, remember this. I got you. Yeah, I got you, Al. I get, let me get that again. R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Respect. <laughs> just, just try to imagine if, like, Sarah Palin or one, any, any other conservative uh, commentator uh, had made that kind of a stupid mistake, how much they'd be laughed at. I don't know how much he's being laughed at at, the, uh, at MSNBC where he works, but that right there should disqualify him for ever being on television again. The Reverend Al Sharpton. Thank you very much, Al, for giving me a perfect ending to a pretty good show today. Glad you were here to hear it. I'll see you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.